Welcome back, dear friends, to your daily dose of ancient wisdom. Today, we continue our reading of Srimad Bhagavata Mahapurana, Tritiya Skandha, or Book 3, Discourse 32, which talks about destiny of the souls departing from this world by the bright path, the dark path, and the superiority of Bhakti Yoga. Lord Kapila continued, as for the man who, while continuing at home, performs duties of a householder and earning wealth and pleasure of senses through them, resorts to these actions again. He too turns his face away from the Lord, deluded as he is by the desire, and worships through sacrificial performances the gods as well as the manes with reverence. His mind being swayed by reverence for the aforesaid beings, the man undertakes vows to propitiate the gods and the manes, and having attained thereby to the realm of the moon, a part of the heavenly world, brings with them the inebriating sap of the soma plant. But when the stock of merit that earned him an abode in the aforementioned realm is exhausted, he must return to this mortal world. When at the end of the Kalpa, Srihari who has Ananta, the serpent god Sesha, for his seat, reclines on his couch of Sesha, the lord of the serpents. These words attained to by the householders get dissolved or enter his body and disappear. Those wise men, however, who do not perform their duties for the sake of sensuous enjoyment and wealth, but offer their actions to me, nay, who are free from attachment, more serene, pure of mind, devoted to the duties of those who have retired from the world, having no feeling of I or mine with regard to the body and everything connected with it, and are endowed with a mind thoroughly cleansed by recourse of sattva, the quality of goodness, passing by the name of one's own sacred duty, reach by the bright path, the all-pervading supreme person, the Lord of both Prakriti and Purusha, the matter of spirit, the ultimate cause of the universe and also responsible for the creation, preservation and dissolution of the worlds. As for those who meditate on the Hiranyagarbha or Brahma as no other than the Supreme, dwell in the realm of Brahma, the highest heaven known by the name of Satyaloka, till the dissolution of Brahma which takes place at the end of two parardhas, intending to dissolve the universe enclosed by earth, water, fire, air, ether, the mind, the senses and their objects and the ego, the source of the elements and so on. And having finished his regime extending over two parardhas, when Brahma, the self-born, who is higher than the other gods, identifies himself with the Prakriti, consisting of the three gunas and enters the absolute, the yogis that have controlled their breath and mind and gunas are free from passion, enter the body of the worshipful Brahma after casting off their body and along with him get merged into the supreme Brahma who is the embodiment of the highest bliss and no other than the most ancient person and to whom they did not attain before in as much as their egotism 
has not led them till then. Therefore, O great lady, seek refuge with devotion in him alone who has taken up his abode in the lotus-like heart of all living beings and whose glory you have just heard from me. On the other hand, even Brahma, the repository of the Vedas and the cause of the mobile and the immobile creation, along with the sages Marichi and others, the lords of yoga like Sanaka and others, and other siddhas who are the first teachers of yoga, even after entering at the time of final dissolution by virtue of their disinterested action, the body of the first Purusha, the foremost of all Purusha, who is no other than Brahma presiding over the three gunas, is born again as before, if the Lord so desires at the time of creation, when the equilibrium of gunas is disturbed by the time spirit, a manifestation of the Lord himself, because of his reiterating of the notion of difference and due to his sense of doership. And the sages too, after enjoying the glorious life of the highest heaven, earned by their meritorious acts, likewise return by the will of the Lord as the mind-born sons of Brahma on the equilibrium of gunas being disturbed at the time of creation. With their understanding clouded by passion, their mind full of desires and their senses uncontrolled, they worship the mains every day, their heart finding delight in the home alone. Devoted to the first three objects of human pursuit, namely religious merit, wealth and sensuous enjoyment only, these people are averse to the stories of Srihari, the slayer of the demon king Madhu, whose knowledge takes away the fear of birth and death and whose innumerable exploits are worth recounting. Abandoning the nectar-like stories of the immortal Lord, they who listen to the wild talks relating to sensual enjoyment, even as the swine feed on the filth, have surely been cheated by fate. Performing religious rites from the ceremony connected with the impregnation down to the obsequies, they ascend to the abode of the mains presided over the Aryaman, the Lord of Mains, by the southern path, also known as the dark path, and are eventually born in the line of their own pregnancy. Thereafter, when their merit that earned them an absolute in the realm of the mains is exhausted, they are forthwith robbed of their glorious state by the gods in charge of that realm and helplessly descend once more to this world of the mortals, O virtuous lady. Therefore, do you worship with all your being the Supreme Lord, whose lotus-like feet are worth adoring, though devotion evoked by his virtues. A link formed through devotion with Lord Vasudeva calls forth before long dissipation and spiritual wisdom that reveals the truth of the Absolute. When the mind of the devotee ceases to perceive, even though the faculty of senses any difference in shape of agreeability of otherwise in objects of senses which are just the same as being the manifestation of the same reality, namely Brahma, he forthwith realizes by his intellect his own self as the revealer of unity, free from attachment, devoid of merit and demerit, that which is worth accepting or rejecting and established in its own glorious state. The Lord 
is nothing but absolute consciousness and is the same as the transcendent reality Brahma, the supreme spirit, the ruler of all and the highest person. Though one, he appears in diverse forms as the seer, the object seen, the means of the sight and so on. Absence of attachments to all, that is the only desired end to be attained through all forms of yoga practiced by a yogi. Brahma is the absolute consciousness, one and attributeless, yet through the senses which have an outward tendency, it erroneously appears in the form of various objects possessing sound and other attributes. Just as the same Supreme Brahma appeared as Mahattattva, the principle of cosmic intelligence, the threefold Sattvika, Rajasika and Tamasika ego, the five gross elements and the eleven Indriyas and the same self-effulgent being was named as Jiva when endowed with these. Even so, the body of the Jiva in the form of the universe is no other than Brahma. For it is from Brahma that it has sprung, of course, he alone can perceive in it as such whose mind has been composed and rid of all attachment through reverence, devotion, daily practice of yoga and despatient. I have thus expounded to you, O revered mother, the wisdom which reveals the true nature of the absolute and by means of which one can realize the true path about Prakriti, the matter, and Purusha, the spirit. The discipline of jnana or spiritual knowledge and the discipline of devotion which is free from the influence of three gunas directed towards me leads to the same goal which is signified by the word Bhagavan. Just as one and the same substance possessed of several attributes such as color, taste and so on is perceived in different ways through the senses following different course. Even so, the Lord, though one, is variously realized through different paths recommended by the scriptures. Through works of public utility such as digging of wells and tanks, construction of roads and sacrifices, charitable gifts and penance, study of the Vedas and an inquiry into the meaning, nay, even through the control of mind and senses, namely abstaining from prohibited acts, as well as through the renunciation of action, through yoga with different limbs such as yama, niyama and so on, and likewise through the discipline of devotion, though the twofold dharma, namely that which is accompanied by worldly activity than that which is characterized by renunciation, and again through the realization of the true nature of the self and through dissipation do we attain the same affluent Lord who is both with attributes and without attributes. I have already told you the fourfold character according as it's predominated by any one of the three gunas or is absolutely free from the influence of bhakti yoga, the discipline of devotion, as well as the nature of Kala, the time spirit, whose moment cannot be perceived through the senses and who brings about the birth and death of living beings. I have also described the various states of existence of Jiva brought about by his actions prompted by avidya or ignorance, passing through which, O Mother, 
the soul forgets its true nature. One should never teach this gospel of mine to a wicked person or a source of annoyance to others, nor to him who is wanting in modesty, nor to an arrogant man, nor again to a moral rake, and in no case to a hypocrite. Nor should one impart it to a man thirsting after pleasures, nor to him who is attached to his home, nor again to him who is not my devotee, nor to those who hate my devotees. It may no doubt be imparted to a man full of reverence, a devotee, a meek soul, an uncaring man, one who is friendly to living beings, and likewise to him who takes delight in service, one who has developed a distaste for external objects, a man who is serene in mind, one who is free from jealousy, one who is pure both within and without the above all to him, who holds me dearer than all, with his mind fixed on me, O mother, the man who reverently listens or repeats this discourse of mine, but once will surely attain to my state. Thus ends the 32nd discourse forming the story of Lord Kapila in the book 3 of the great and glorious Bhagavata Purana, otherwise known as Paramahamsa Samhita. Thank you.